What is up, up guys? guys? We about <laughs> oh, there it is on this beautiful Monday. Monday. My <laughs> on this beautiful Monday, my co-host Alex is here to ruin my life. People, we are back. It's where's the remote? We have an amazing episode for you today. You know, Alex is here because he's misbehaving already. But we brought in a very special guest today. It is a dear friend of mine, uh, our resident DC expert. You might have read his article about DC fandom. And if you haven't, it's out now on WTRPod.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Markowitz. Marco, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's going great. How you guys doing? Doing well. Glad to have you. Swimmingly? Oh, I like that. So we are here to talk about some very important things. Um, but first, I just want to say I hope everyone had a great Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you're celebrating. Hope you had an amazing holiday. Um, by the time, you guys will probably hear this before New Year's, but if you don't, because of some crazy circumstances. I don't even um, know what this is going to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> for, those, for those who don't know, and none of you would, obviously, Josh has completely avoided me for the past week. We have not spoken once. And then that today, is, he was just like, yo, we're recording the podcast you, at 5.30. Be ready. Not telling you what we're talking. I'm very underprepared. I haven't spoken to my friend in quite some time. And yeah. Are you done lying? There's no lies being told. The There's moment. no lies? All right, people. All right, people. You know what it is here. You know that I talked to Alex yesterday. You know I talked to him this whole time. He knows exactly what we're talking not. about today, and it's because he did his homework. So let's not waste some time here. Let's jump right in. There was two big movies that came out this past weekend for Christmas, and uh, we're going to talk about one of them today, and then the other one, you guys will have to catch a special, maybe mini episode coming out this week. Um, but the one we are here to talk about today is Wonder Woman 1984. Now, this is the follow-up to Wonder Woman that you guys probably all saw back in 2017. Um, obviously, another DC movie. Um, so I want to get into it real quick, but Marco, you're our resident DC expert. So tell us, what do you think about Wonder Woman? All right, so literally like 20 minutes before we jumped on this, I finished rewatching it for the second time, and uh, my thoughts didn't really change on it. I'm going to start with this. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch, but I had a lot of fun watching it, and I do think there are a lot of things that people will have problems with, and I, I can agree with that, but it just kind of upped the fun factor for me because I just had a great time watching it overall. Um, when comparing it to the first movie... Uh, they're two different movies completely. The first one's more of like a war epic where Diana's trying to learn how to become a hero. And this one finds her working in almost near anonymity. She doesn't really come out much as Wonder Woman. This is more of a Diana Prince movie than a Wonder Woman movie. Interesting. I have not thought about it that way. I also just finished watching it right before we started. Alex, what'd you think of it? Well, for I just want to say, I I like that you were like, like mad people were hating on it, which made me like it more. Cause I love it. Actually, including me. I have to pause. I have to apologize to Marco. I sent him a bunch of negative reviews yes, for Wonder yes, Woman did. before yes, this. Yes, he did. I did. I did. And that was not nice of me. So I apologize <laughs> Damn, publicly man. on the air. Uh, I am, in fact, the worst. My man was trying to destroy shit out here. Um, no, nah, but it is funny when like, people like hate on a movie and you're like, oh, that makes me love it more. Like, I like when people get angry at dumb shit. Because it makes me enjoy it more. But um, I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie. But I'm very excited to hear what you loved about it and talk about it. Because I do like... I'm curious to see... 
I'm curious for the for the I'm excited for this discussion. Yeah, I'll just say quickly. I I feel similarly. Like I didn't think it was the worst movie I've ever seen, but I'm comfortable saying that. Like like I said, I just finished it, and I feel like this movie left like little to no impact on me. Josh That's read right. everything on Wikipedia. He didn't actually watch it. <laughs> he told me. I, no, I mean, listen. I just feel like it's a DC movie, and I have learned to temper my expectations as such for when we're watching new DC movies, and. I guess my expectations were met, but they were pretty low. So, I mean, it was just okay, in my opinion. I really, I wasn't blown away by even anything in this movie. And I wanted to be. I, I, when they first announced this, I was very excited because I was riding the hype train for Wonder Woman, the first one, hard. And then I think, like, as we got closer to this, I started to think back on the first one. I was like, it was good. But uh, I just feel like, I don't know, man. I don't really know what I wanted to get out of this movie, but I just didn't. So I don't know. Tell me what you liked about it, Marco. Well, first of all, it's also, it's interesting when comparing the two of them. Like I said, this one's more of a Diana Prince movie. The first one I think was a tad more action oriented where they tried to do better or more memorable overall action sequences. But there were a lot of moments in this movie that I liked a lot. Um, I I took a couple notes during my rewatch. Some of the scenes I liked a lot, Obviously, the opening theme in Themyscira, where uh, they're running that like Amazon gauntlet, um, probably the best looking scene in the movie. Uh, I think that portion was filmed in IMAX. Um, it's it's just an awesome scene to see Diana as a little princess going through this as a child competing against adults. And she almost wins, but she stops focusing for that one split second and takes her out of the race. And then yeah. she ends up trying to cheat, and she gets caught at the end by... Um, I keep forgetting the general's Antiope, who died in the first movie. And hasn't later, she been in a bunch? Like she's been in other ones too, right? Like she was in Justice League, I think. So she was in the first one, and then she dies in the first one. Her mother Hippolyta is in all the movies, though. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. So, um, so yeah, it pretty much just teaches Diana as a kid looking for the easiest path isn't always the best way and it can get you into trouble. And then that theme comes up later in the film during another one of my favorite parts, but I'll get to that later. Um, I have something. Yeah. Are we going to, are we going to talk about it? Like section by section or do Not you want to go I'm good for whatever. Let's, let's, let's I, bounce around. Yeah. I, I took like, like a ton of notes. So like this could go all over the place. Okay. Well, cause I, I have, the Amazon sequence to me, someone like clowned me mid. on Letterboxd for mid. it. No, I don't think it was mid. I thought it was very cool because like, nah. like one of my favorite <laughs> things about Man of Steel was that you get to see um, Krypton. And like, so I really enjoyed being able to see like a little bit of kind of like a part of Wonder Woman's life that we haven't seen. Yeah, so it's a far. bit of like world building too. But But I got mad. Because I don't think she cheated. Oh, you don't think she thought I thought <laughs> that she took the L falling off the horse. And we're gonna be talking spoilers, people. She fell off her horse because she was getting a little cocky, and rightfully so. She was literally bodying everybody. She else. was smoking everyone else in this race. So she yeah. falls off the horse. And what do you do? Do you just give up? No, she became resourceful. Like if my kid did that, I'd be like, I'm incredibly proud of you for thinking of that. 
That is not shocking to me in the slightest that you would encourage how did she, cheating. She, she didn't cheat. She saw the way but to she get did. back in the race. Yeah, I mean, she did. We're not, she straight up we're not in mascara or whatever. We don't know what the rules of this are. The rules might say you got to stay on the path, and she clearly didn't do that. So, but what was she, like, I don't, I don't agree with the fact of like, if you fall off your horse, you just lose. Well, no, it's not. I don't think it's the fact that she fell off the horse is losing. It's that she didn't try to get back into it more nobly. Well, yeah, you're not going to catch up. I mean, listen. I mean, these these chicks are Amazon. Like, they can do anything. They can do anything. What the fuck kind of horse is that? That just like the rider falls off, it's gone. Not waiting. I I mean, I feel like horses are like you've you've seen horses kind of do their own thing. It's a poorly trained horse. That's what I'll say. And then, like, I actually found this out uh, reading around on Twitter. The little girl who plays young Diana in the beginning, Lily Aspel, she did all of those stunts on her own because apparently when they were watching it, they thought she did a better job than the stunt actors, which is pretty crazy for a child actress that pretty much. Yeah. Like, I thought that was Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Prince. I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> she looks like Brooklyn Prince. Uh, Brooklyn but, Prince is far above that. That's, yeah. that's, well, but I, I, that's another thing I was going to joke. I enjoyed the Amazon sequence. Right. But uh, it, it gave me serious when she was like, I was going to win. Like, and she was like, and listen, she's a child. She's yeah. a child. I got no beef with children. But it gave me like, like that Aquaman scene with the flashback. Uh, that dude could not act. Oh, like younger. Why, yeah. why didn't she want me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I- like I loved Aquaman, but I yeah I couldn't get I couldn't get I like that Aquaman a lot. Yeah. But it, I was like I was watching this scene. And I was like, maybe we didn't need this. Yeah, or maybe Young. they could, or maybe they needed it, but maybe like with a better actor in the part. Yeah, Young Diana. So let me ask you this: since we're talking about actors, so there are two like main cast additions to this one. I yeah. would say we get Pedro Pascal, yeah, and we get Kristen Wiig. So which one of these characters did you guys think was better? Who was stealing the scenes for you, Alex? I'll let you go first. Um, P- Pedro Pascal like literally saved this movie for me. I loved him. Ooh. Not I don't want to say saved because like there are other parts that i really enjoyed of the movie but like pedro pascal was my favorite hot take because i know people love him and then i'll let marco answer i feel like he just wasn't doing it for me oh no nah, wow, really? he was just yeah, coked out yeah. as shit it seemed <laughs> honestly like i really wanted to like it i like pedro pascal i think he's a great actor and some scenes i was like this is good and like but other scenes i was just like stop being like a comic book villain like i guess maybe i'm just like part of maybe my whole thoughts on this movie is that really superhero fatigue has hit me hard and you uh just don't, you have fatigue over everything it seems <laughs> Ugh, alex don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> what didn't you like about his character I just felt like he was a little bit like I feel like he couldn't decide whether he wanted to really be over the top or not. And like we get this like megalomaniac type of dude. And like by the end of this movie, because we are talking spoilers, like he's really like he's deeply, deeply like focused on the power. Nothing else matters. And then we're just like I wasn't buying this little speech from Diana at the end that suddenly changes his mind and makes him start caring about people. Nah. Did you like the arc with his uh, with his son? I liked it up until the end. Oh, yeah. he just randomly comes back and uh, reunites. Yeah, you find that kid in this madness that, <laughs> that you created. That kid was locked in the building, and then the next time you see him, he's on he's a like highway. Stro- yeah, he's like strolling down the highway. <laughs> he's like running around in like Book of Eli type shit. Like people are carrying guns. Like I'm like, this kid's gonna die. 
We'll we'll and... get to the ending. <laughs> I, th- I I'll say I thought that his like what was going to happen was that he was gonna wish for something so big that it was gonna take his son from him. Okay. Well, I thought that he. I thought that the kid took his powers. What do you mean? When oh, he, like when it, the like kid the is like, got sucked into him. Yeah, because when the kid is like, I wish for your greatness, and then like oh, the wind oh, blew, oh, oh. like the, the wind blew, and I thought that like he wasn't going to be able to do anything else, and like the kid would have all the powers, and I was See, like, that also would have been cool. What I would have also that? been here for that. Yeah. Instead, it's just shitty writing. So all right, all right, all right. So Mark, uh, you like better? Kristen Wiggers, Pedro Pascal. Uh, so the way I looked at a lot of pieces of this movie, including Pedro Pascal was since the title is wonder woman, 1984, I took a lot of the like, cheesy elements and I made it like, it, like I was watching an eighties action movie. So if you watch his performance from that aspect, it's like perfect for what it is. Yeah. Um, he's definitely one of the, uh, I thought he was really good. I personally leaned a little bit more towards Kristen Wiig as cheetah. Yeah. Same. But um, I really liked Pascal's uh, arc with his son. Uh, I thought it gave him a it gave him a bit more depth than making him like a one note evil businessman. Um, mm-hmm. But like Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, I really liked how they like developed her arc throughout the movie. So you don't usually what they'll do is like you'll see them for like a scene or two, and then they magically become the villain. But they gradually took their time with it and building up Cheetah. Um, by the way, the cheetah effects I thought were really well done. Uh, they apparently they used like prosthetics for her face and then CGI for the rest. Ugh, it didn't even look like flashbacks her to me at the end. I, a lot of people are comparing it to cats, but like if they're doing that, I don't think people saw the same movie that I did because this is no, way I also make that comparison. I would also make that comparison. She looked exactly like she was in cats. Really? You <laughs> thought her face was floating all oh, over yeah. the place? Uh, I, it's not even the face floating thing. It's just like the style of CGI. Listen, by that point in the movie, I was already like, "Fuck this!" I was just like, really, I, like I was. I like, thought it was. I I get. I liked what you're saying on how like it's because like she's not even really cheetah until like the end. No, yeah. So like I was, I liked that. Like every time you saw her, she like looked a little bit more badass. But then I she looked feel, a little more fucking hot, bro. She's yeah. just, <laughs> dude, I feel like. I feel like a lot, like, I feel like there wasn't enough Cheetah by that point then. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, was, yeah. I felt like the finale with her kind of fizzled out. No pun intended. Yeah, like, the, the fight started out fine. Uh, that was also like one of my like I mean, minor criticisms with it. I thought the fight was like, it was, it was okay, but I thought they could have extended it a little bit, but like, like Cheetah's no slouch. Like she was taking those wings to like pieces and then like Yeah, but that whole suit didn't even mean anything. She put it on for five minutes and that like that was it. Like So you also I thought this was gonna when, like be a bigger deal. Well also like when they show uh Asteria, the warrior who used to have the the uh, armor before Diana, she's just right. fighting regular men, so they're not really gonna put a dent in that thing, and then she gave up her life to save the world. Diana's fighting yeah. like a super being right now. Like Cheetah has like magical powers that are taking this like armor to pieces. But yeah, for the most part, it's like I think they really blew that money shot in the trailers when they like unveil the golden armor, and then it really doesn't factor in as much during the end. Yeah, it's literally on the poster. I was like, this is gonna be important. Like we're gonna see a more powerful Diana than we've ever seen. And I felt like by the end of it, like it was just like where 
what did we gain from this movie? Like, yeah, I, I felt like we just ended in the same spot we ended last movie, just maybe 40 years later. Yeah, like, I, I also was not, personally was not a fan with how they ended the Cheetah line. Like, I'm not sure, like, how far we're, like, diving into spoiler territory, but I we're don't... Going Going all out? Okay. I don't think she necessarily loses all of her powers when all the wishes get renounced. I think she loses the look, but I think she retains the powers. I was going to say, she just, like, stuck as a cat forever with no power. So, in the comics, what I was given to understand for this iteration of Cheetah is that she gets it similarly through, like, the Dreamstone from a different, like, artifact, and then she permanently stays as a Cheetah. So maybe they do that for Wonder Woman 3, because I feel like they're not going to introduce her for, like, that brief little thing and then like toss her to the side um but like Kristen Wiig had a lot of scenes I liked in the movie um I picked up the way they they introduce her characters like that like meek nerdy like she's not very confident in herself they've done that with a bunch of other comic book villains like they did with uh they did it with Electro and Spider-Man 2 they did it with Aldrich Killian and Iron Man 3 yeah it's a classic trope but they didn't do it in like as cheesy as a way. Does that make sense? Like Jamie Foxx had like the he had like the Michael Strahan teeth. He had the wispy yeah, hair, yeah. like combed over to the side. I do think that it wasn't fully um, flushed out enough in this. Like I felt like, like the second I see her on screen, I'm like, oh, she's the nerd. He's gonna trick her because she's a nerd. And like I was just like, what? Is, like why am I? Well, I don't. This? I don't know. If <laughs> like, she, like I think it's. I'm always just so like I laugh every time because uh, I like watching movies that are like set in the 80s or even like made in the 80s, and it'll be like, "Yo, people were so mean." Yeah, if you like wore glasses, like, <laughs> like dude, like, like people are just flat out, yeah, like she they're ignoring all her. Papers and they just walk straight past her. It's like, yo, y'all are so mean. But then no the second reason. she has her glow up, and obviously they're all like, "Yo, that, oh my god, she like that's a." It's 80s trope. She took off her glasses, and people realize she's a smoke. That so, seems. I mean, but I when she's like, I'll take it. Yeah, I love Kristen Wiig. I like Kristen Wiig a lot. Love Kristen Wiig. Uh, oh, great. My last like two things for Cheetah are the other two scenes. I really like the scene where um earlier in the movie she gets like grabbed by some like random drunk uh like creepy guy on the street, and then Diana saves her. She runs into the same guy again, and then like you get to hear like Hans Zimmer's like theme for her. Which is another yeah. thing that DC does really well in these new movies. All the villains have really good theme music. And then she pretty I much just like, takes that guy to town. I feel like they didn't use Wonder Woman's theme music enough. I feel like yeah, you hear it until the end. Enough. Yeah, you hear it at the end. And I, I almost totally forgot it was a Hans Zimmer score. I, no, I, I really like, liked the music in this. Because it, it was to me, to me, it felt like... It felt like Hans Zimmer was doing a better job at nailing what each scene was going for than the actual script was. Yeah, and I also it was very whimsical and fun and like like action packed at times. But like, yeah, yeah. I really liked the music a lot in this. Actually, it's really good during the uh, the invisible jet scene when they're flying over the fireworks and the clouds, which I also really. Like I thought that was cool how that because like you put the invisible jet so in now. Cheesy. No, oh, see, come like, on, man. I think it's because corny. I know I know I'm like a wild hater right now, but like I was just like, okay, we all know she has this invisible jet or whatever. Like this is how she's gonna do. She's like, I only did it once, and it was a coffee cup, and I lost yeah, it. Yeah, man, it's, it's like an 80s mo- it's like an, it, take it as an eighties movie, and it's hilarious. We no, have to, so maybe Josh. See, you, I was looking for an eighties movie. I wanted the sequel to Wonder. Like, I don't. Josh, know. you can't say know. that. You loved Bumblebee, and that movie's. Can ass. we actually? <laughs> can I actually make a comparison here and get your guys' thoughts on this? Okay, because I. 
it's not even really my comparison. It's just what a lot of people are comparing it to. Um, how do you think this stacks up against Captain Marvel? Because I personally oh, think no. Captain Marvel the only reason people the only reason people are comparing it is because it's both female led movies. I don't want to make no, that. And they're both in the eighties. What do you mean? Jack, I, you you definitely know my opinion on this subject. I know. I've I know. been very vocal with you many times about how much I hated Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, I like Captain Marvel. I thought it was fine. Captain like, Marvel's if, better than this movie. A lot of people I agree. a lot I agree. of people came for Gal Gadot acting in this movie. If you're gonna come for someone she's acting, not, you come she's Josh, I swear to God. I man. love her. You know, Marco. You know I love her. She is a Jewish goddess. But, I am in love with her. But if but you're gonna compare the two, she's not good. She is leaps and bounds above Brie Larson and Captain no, Marvel. She's not, oh, and she will never win the Oscar that Brie Larson so well deserved. Uh, uh, are, you mean the ra- what's the Razzie for the worst actress? She wouldn't no. want that hands down. I'm talking about Room, where she fucking oh, crushed no. it, and literally every other Brie Larson movie where she's great. So no, listen, I'm only talking about this movie compared to Captain Marvel. In this movie, Gal Gadot is better at acting than Brie Larson was in Captain Marvel. I just didn't feel that. Like I think Diana I in this movie, Diana in this movie is a much more likable character than Captain Marvel was in her own movie. I don't know if uh, I, I I don't I know like, if I agree I with that. Like you can also go the other ways in how this like I personally think this was a better superhero movie than Captain Marvel. And See, I don't feel way. like this was a superhero movie. Like I feel like like I I get what you say, what you said of like this is more a Diana Prince movie than a Wonder Woman movie, but I feel like like it's not even. I feel like she is sidelined a majority of the time. Yeah. So and, I, think and, it, I think it goes back to where I said at the beginning, where Wonder Woman's not really like a like a world renowned person like Superman comes to be in like the later movies. Mm-hmm. So she's still operating in almost complete anonymity. That's why she's always telling the kids like, "Oh, this will be like our secret," and telling the kids like, "Shh." So her real like coming out thing, I think, was Batman v Superman when she finally like. Like this is me. Yeah. So she's yeah. not as she's not as world known now as she is later in the series. So maybe that should account. Maybe that accounts for it a little bit. Yeah. For, I mean, listen, I didn't have a problem with that aspect of it. I thought they could have even made that better, like her trying to hide her identity and things like that. Because I think that especially if they're going for like that old eighty style vibe, like that's really like, w- like that's what I would have been looking for. And I just felt like there were just decisions made to like focus on certain things that I just really, really didn't care about. Like I don't, I know why they, I know why they brought Chris Pine back for this movie, but I just felt like that whole thing was fucking stupid. Yeah, I, and I also saw a- Alex had a tweet, I think either yesterday or the day before where he said he didn't like uh, the context of bringing Steve Trevor back that way either. Well, right? I, I didn't, I like, cause they announced that he was coming back. Like long, like before a trailer even came out. And I was, I've always been like, why would they do that? Or like even how, com- because he got blown to smithereens. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, like, first I was like, why would they do that? And I was, but at least I was curious of like how they were going to do it. So, and then when you find out, I was like, this is such a weird choice to make. Like there's and it's so- just an excuse to give him like this fish out of water type like jokes. But like, see, I'm cool because I like Chris Pine's my favorite part. But of the there movie. wasn't even enough of that. Like. 
I I would have ha- like the reason I liked Captain Marvel is because it decided it decided on its tone like that it was going to be more of a comedy than anything else and I was cool with that. Like this movie doesn't really pick a lane very much because it it like it makes jokes. It's got comedy, but at the same time, like Pedro Pascal's character is doing fucked up shit. He's literally about to end the world and nuclear holocaust. Your life is good. But it could be better. better. I love it. Yo, he's very good in this movie, Josh. Uh, the oil guy, I will take it. He's he's like, like I feel like he was channeling his his you and McGregor and Birds of Prey. I I, I think you and McGregor. I saw a tweet. There is like, it's like but, a universe. Uh, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just think it was like this like zany like over the top. Apparently, he character. said he like he took a little bit of Nicolas Cage into it too. I believe that. Nice. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Like yeah, the scene with him know. in I the president's he room. He's like, really I need success. He does a really good job with the whole, like, kind of man, like, way, way out of time. Uh, like, just adjusting to the new clothing and stuff. I thought he was really good. One of the things that I thought was really, like, really interesting and kind of funny, and I was talking, uh, I actually talked to Max about this the other night, Josh. Yeah. A random guy, a random guy gets to have sex with Wonder Woman because she yeah. like, sees him as Steve Trevor. But so the, that's, yeah. that's a question I have. She's like she was seeing Steve Trevor, correct? But I think yeah, but it had to have actually been him. The world sees the guy. Why? Why couldn't they have <laughs> just made him come back to life? I like, like like the wishes yes. were doing insane things. Yeah, why couldn't he have just like came like been his own? It just person? seems like it's all a little bit too convenient too. And I know that part of that is like the plot device of having like this whole wish granting ability is like. It's just, like, why doesn't he just wish for, like, mass destruction? Like, why doesn't he just make one wish and be like, I want all power? And well, because no yeah, he didn't want to destroy things. He just wanted power. I mean, yeah, I clearly think- he did want to destroy things because he created a nuclear holocaust. But you also got to remember, like, the stone is made by, like, one of those gods who's, like, yeah. out to do bad stuff. Like, so it's I think, not him. I think it's the stone corrupting him because the stone, like, if you notice, like, He's becoming like like his eye becomes like bloodshot. He has like these black veins on his face. Like yeah. the thing's also killing him from the inside. He wasn't the bad guy. Yes, yeah. he was. He was a crook. He, he, was, he walks crook. in from the minute we see him. He has bad intentions. That's not true. I think mm-hmm. he's been looking for the stone for a while, so he can because his business is failing. So he wants to like he also wants to be like the good dad and be like the guy he wants his son to look up to. So he's I don't. An oil think he's, man. he's not out there for like world domination, like some of these like like cookie cutter. But guys. I think he is though, and especially considering he's in the oil business, like we don't really get any like redeeming like qualities about him. I don't think until the fair. end when we see the flashback, because before that, like to me, like when we first see him meeting Crystal, like we know he's up to something. He's not sneaky and he's not subtle. And the joke that's they're tr- I guess trying to make is that she's too dumb and nerdy to figure it out. Like, well, she's also never had attention like this before. Yeah, facts. Right. If Pedro Pascal is coming on to me like that, I'm You're like, like I love the Mandalorian. I'm be like, take the stone, bro. Yeah, this is like the year of Pedro Pascal with all this stuff he's Good got. For him. He deserves it. Yeah, I, I like Pedro Pascal. He, I just didn't want to. The only whatever. thing, like, I, I don't. Like, it's weird. Like, it's weird what they did. Like, none, neither of the villains gets any, like, come up and no not at all right like are no. we just led to believe yeah. that he's just at the end gonna be fine I feel like the movie just ended. 
Yeah. So I I think I with the classic superhero bullshit of her just like yeah, floating through the sky hater, bro. and hearing something bad happening and swooping into action. Credits roll. Hans Here's Zimmer. Hater like, because in the first one they did that and you had no beef. But upon <laughs> consider that was a different time in the DC universe. Oh because, shut up. <laughs> no, let me explain. If you're gonna call me out, let me explain. When that movie first came out, it was the best DC movie we had gotten to date. No. From the extended universe. No, this, uh, I, I don't agree with that. Man of Get out of here, Marco. Go watch Suicide Squad. Yo, Not, man of, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and whoa, whoa, whoa. Role. And that, after further consideration and discussing and rewatching the movie, I have decided that Wonder Woman 1 wasn't even that good. Sure. The third act of that movie is fucking lame. Yo, no, I agree with you. hater, bro. No, I think the coolest things about the first Wonder Woman movie were the action sequences, where we saw her literally doing things that, like, not even fucking Superman can the do. First and I was like, the first and we got none of that in this movie. We got literally none of it. Also, the CGI in this movie looked like shit. Yo, you're such a hater, dude. It's crazy. Anytime the lasso was on screen, I was like, this looks fucking stupid. You're becoming me. I am becoming you. And it's a problem. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot because I don't want this negativity going. And we're gonna talk about a scene that I thought was actually fantastic. And I think it being in the movie is the reason why I didn't like this movie as much. Because apparently, I don't know if this is true or not. Saw it on Twitter today from some comic book outlet. But Patty Jenkins, apparently, apparently, allegedly, covering all my bases here. Apparently, she fought to keep yes. the Amazon sequence and the mall sequence yes. in the movie. And the mall sequence, to me, that's the movie that I wanted. A super, no. like, campy, like, fun, <laughs> over-the-top, like, movie. Like, that's the best action sequence to me in this movie. Yeah, with the, uh, with the robber like, standing there screaming, ah! When they're and, like, the I just thought it was mad, like, like, she was kicking ass, zipping all, I thought, it's using, a bit ridiculous. Using the tiara as a boomerang to take out the cameras? Yeah, like, I thought it was, like, that, to me, it was, like, this is what like, the TV show in the 60s and 70s just, were like. Just, like, I wanted okay, the happiness so- of it. That's a good segue because Marco, you said you watched the original. For the record, that scene did nothing for me. Um, Marco, you watched the original, right? The Linda Carter one. I had seen recently. I had seen like scattered episodes of it. Uh, I'm not as well versed in the Linda Carter era, but uh, like it's cool that she. But is it a spoiler if I say this part? Ah, You're good. You're good. All right. So it's it's really cool that they had her like cameo as one of the Amazon like warriors from like the legends and stuff. Uh, isn't she the one like who saves them all yeah no she's the one in the golden armor yeah yeah and then it's it's not the end credit scene i was expecting i thought they were gonna maybe like throw maybe another cheetah thing in there same i was was surprised i literally have no desire for a sequel at this point i know they're making one but honestly oh yeah the the sequel got greenlit two days it's apparently the movie has the highest box office out of the pandemic it's probably not saying much but it's a feat uh, How do they even calculate that? It came out on HBO Max. No, it, was in no, it came out in theaters too. Oh, okay. Like the box office isn't high, but apparently, and I don't know how they track this, half of the people that have HBO Max subscriptions watch that movie on Christmas Day. I wanted to, but my HBO wasn't working. Well, I think that's no, why it wasn't working because, Marco, actually, you were experiencing issues too. Yeah, me. I tried watching with Guterman like the first day it came out, and I think because so many people were trying to watch it, it kept like, pausing like every like 15 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes it worked fine today with no issues 
But yeah, there's no like, denying like this movie was huge. Like mad people. And were this is the for biggest it. release. Like I would say this is easily one of the biggest releases we've ever seen go straight to streaming. Until uh, so, March, when the Snyder Cut releases. Until oh, March, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that'll be bigger. But like for them, no. I was at one point today. I was watching, and I was just like, it is kind of crazy that this is fully through and through a blockbuster. Like that they were like, all right, we're gonna put it out on streaming. We're gonna do it. I would have loved and, to see this movie in theaters. I don't care. Yeah, I. I, I, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it anymore. Oh but, my uh, god! <laughs> what? I'm just. Gonna... I don't like every movie. <laughs> well, okay, Mister. I'll give everything a four and a half and a heart. Yeah, well, guess what? This is getting a two and a half. Wow, it I mean, my mind. I personally, I, I personally gave it a four, but that's just because I had a really fun time watching it. Like I said at the beginning, it's definitely not a perfect movie by any means. I don't even count it as like one of my top three in the DCEU. Uh, but like, if you just watch it for like a fun movie, which I know not a lot of people want to do with it, like it's a blast if you just have fun with it and take See, it that, like a, like a thing, cheesy I, movie. I think that I wanted, like I said, <clears throat> with the with the mall sequence like i wanted this to be a more fun movie yeah but and then it became like this whole like cold war political like divisive movie and i was just like boring like it just felt like it was going for like a very different tone by the what do you think what do you think both of you like was the best action scene in this movie the mall you're going with really at at two minute scene in the mall i'm going because i felt go ahead marco okay so I don't really think the them. I'm not going to count the Themyscira one as an action scene. It's just a really cool sequence. My favorite yeah. action, like legit action scene, was probably, even though it wasn't long, I really enjoyed the fight in the White House. That was cool. Yeah, give that. Where like I would give you that too. She's but like, I Barbara. Think... Barbara's not full on cheetah, but she's still like she's taking Wonder Woman to school. Like she catches the whip. They even team up on a couple times, like tossing guards to each other. Yeah. Uh, she's showcasing the agility, like spinning around the columns. That was probably my favorite, like, action piece in the movie. Right. I agree with that, but it felt like there were so many that just felt really flat to me. Like, that whole scene in wherever they are, Saudi Arabia or Cairo or whatever they're doing. Facing them down the highway. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. I like that she had her suit on. Uh, Yeah, I was like, (laughs) what is going on, man? Like, she took off the Givenchy suit and, like, she had the Wonder Woman one underneath. She has drip in this movie. She has drip. Of course she does. It's great. I love the fits. Like, insane. I love the fits, too. But, like, and, like, that's another thing. Like, we got, I really feel like there's only, like, looking back on it, it really doesn't feel like there's a ton of Chris Pine in this movie. No, there is. And, like, for them to really bring him back like that, I was expecting him to have more of an amount of him for what it is. No, but she doesn't actually have an impact in any of the movie beyond telling her how to fly. And now, suddenly, she knows how to fly because he told her it's about wind. Um, oh, my God, he's such a hater. No, like, I love the whole, (laughs) like, the whole museum sequence to me was very cool. Like, him seeing... Like the astronaut and shit for the first time. Oh like, yeah, and like the escalator. I, you know, the joke of like if you gave a pilgrim a pop, uh, a sprite, like they die. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, yo, if you gave Chris Pine from World War One a pop tart, yeah, th- or three of them. No, yeah, three uh, pots of coffee and like an entire box of pop tarts. Yeah, like he would die. Yeah, and then he's like, rough. he's looking at all the buildings and he's like examining the trash can, like he thinks it's a piece of art, and then she, no, it's just a trash can. Oh, that's just a trash yeah. can. I see. Like Chris Pine is so good in this movie. I, I love, love Chris Pine. Honestly, it made me just want another Star Trek movie. We'll never get that. 
Yeah, I, I never don't mind those movies. I'm not a huge fan of the Star Trek series, oh, but great. I like those movies. I like the those first movies. two are very good, and the third one is good. Which one's the one with sabotage? Oh, I think that's the third one. He's like, I put on the classic. Or like put, yeah. he's like, put on that classical music. Sabotage! Yeah. What a ridiculous movie. But it was good. I enjoyed good, it. But fun, right? Yeah, like, those were fun movies. Did you did you yeah. guys I kind of picked up on this a little bit? It kind of this movie reminded me of Birds of Prey in a way where a lot of the men in this movie are just like like ogling. Dummy. Just straight up ogling women and just being straight up creeps, just assholes. Yeah, I, I did take a lot that's of how it is in real life, though. Yeah. So, that, that's like, like no joke. When Barbara's beating the shit out of that dude, I was like, you know what? Good. No, Fuck I was. Yeah. No, I agree. Go with ahead. That. I couldn't like, like I help. I couldn't help picking up on that, and I'm like, yeah, like it's it's definitely it definitely happens like back in the day, but I'm pretty sure like not every guy on the planet is just oh, straight still, up ogling chicks. But that oh, it still happens today. Yo, why'd you have to be mean to that homeless dude? That's oh, the changing the person. Oh, when she like she kicks the guys <laughs> oh. into the street and then she's like, "Mind your business." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah." Like she gave him like a meal earlier in the movie. Uh, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, but I think it just goes more into her personality of her becoming like an apex predator and just yeah. looking out for herself. And it's funny that like, like, like Wonder Woman loses her powers, and yeah. for Barbara, it's like you're not as nice anymore. It's like, all right, that's a cool trade-off. Like, if I could jump yeah, around yeah. it. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and Marco, this is more for you. Okay. Because you also rep the 301. How do you feel about this being a DC movie? Like, not not like DC Comics, like yeah, Washington. Know, like, taking place in DC. Uh, I thought it was yeah. kind of cool. Like, when they go down to the Metro, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, one, it definitely, like, it definitely seems as scuzzy as it does these days. And, like, yeah. the trains seem, like, equally as crappy. But, like. It's, it was really cool. Like, I didn't know this would end up being set in D.C. at any point. I feel like they stay at the Watergate or like you can see it. Yeah. Like, um, like it was they go to like all the different museums uh, walking around like they uh, they might have walked around the mall a little bit. I don't know if they did. But I was like, you know, we watched Soul the other day, which is a deeply, deeply New York movie, as if there aren't enough New York movies as it is. But uh it was nice to get some DC representation up in the house. Love it. Yeah, I think that apparently they filmed part of this movie in Virginia too. So maybe one day they'll end up making like maybe Batman will make his way down to Moco, but I highly doubt it. Oh yeah, you'll catch Batman at like the sure. Chick Fil A and only on Georgia Ave. Yeah, catch man, I'd, uh, I'd go crazy Marco. if I saw Batfleck just roaming around. Are you kidding, Marco? We would lose <laughs> our minds. <laughs> will he be at the Monster Ball? Will he? Dude, the Monster Ball didn't happen this year. Very sad. That's not fair. Very sad. Well, are there are there any Jew? Pretty sure there's a few Jewish DC characters out there somewhere. Like who? Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot. Man. I don't know. No, I don't, he's gonna be in, he's so. gonna be in the uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. Very exciting. Yeah, the only reason Alex knows who he is. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's not like, like, yeah. Not a lot of people are gonna mention him. He's like one of those like villains who you're like, that guy's an actual villain. It's like the Condiment King from the Batman TV show. Mm-hmm. They had this like goofy guy shooting like ketchup and mustard guns. <laughs> Come here, Batman! I'm gonna run up your dry cleaning bill. No, I'm not even kidding. He's he's like, let's see if you can cut the mustard. And Batman literally just like cold cocks him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I have- mustard man or whatever your name is. And I'm like, oh man, you did the die dirty. <laughs> mustard man. <laughs> oh yeah. So IndieWire IndieWire just confirmed that. 
Patty Jenkins said, the studio would say, you've got to cut the mall in the eighties or you've got to cut the Amazon. That, that sounds, that sounds on par with the DC course. So like Warner Bros. Dude, I could have. Nah, Josh, because. Nah, I would have been cool with one or the other because I just. A fairly good starting point because it establishes both things that they're going for. I agree. But like I said, it just kind of ties into this idea of like, I just don't feel how this is like a sequel that really improves upon the character. Like, I don't care about Wonder Woman any more now than I did two hours ago. So when you look at the two, when they based on the different way they portray the character, the first movie is she's all about like going into battle and like making the world a better place. And yeah. as the movie goes along. She sees like like battles not as all glorious as it seems to be. And like it takes like a little bit of hard work and like having to push through some stuff. In this movie, she it relates back to the first scene where she realizes that it goes back to the wish thing where even though you want the world to be one way, it can't be that way because it affects other people a certain way. So Dude. when Steve Trevor's there, she's like, she's like, no, there has to be like a better way. Like when she cheated at the beginning, but then she realizes like there is no other way. I have to go against what I want. Yeah. Dude, watching this movie now. If, if you're telling me that, like, this is such an idealistic movie, and maybe the the 80s were more, like, idealistic. Yeah, a lot of people now. called it, like, escapist almost. Dude, if you think for a second that somebody, that everybody in the world is going to be like, you know what? Take my million dollars back. Take my infinite power back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, dude, there are some bad people here, and not every single person in America or in the world that he was broadcasting to is going to do that. Like, there's going to be, it's not going to be like, yeah, take my wish back. There's going to be someone who's like, yo, how about I wish you fucking die? <laughs> it happened. It literally happened. You dropped that. Yeah. Like two wonder woman. I'm saying now they're like, how about you shut yeah, up? Yeah. Like there's, there's definitely bad people, but what they don't real like their wishes may be getting granted, but there's also other bad people whose wishes might affect those people. Yeah. So if you just turn back your wish, then everything just goes back to the way it was. Right, but that's like very idealistic, like Alex is saying. Like, yeah. Honor system, but for everyone like, ever made. Also, like, I, I, oh, I'm sorry, Alex. I saw a tweet the other day, and I thought this would be an interesting thing. It was, the tweet said, it's 1984 in the DC Extended Universe. A young Bruce Wayne has wished that his parents would come back from being dead, and now he has to wish for them to be dead again yikes right yeah. like think of like yikes. think how hard that hits when you actually think about it that's why he, yeah, uh, that's fire why he... but see that's something that would be so cool if they like for them that if, yeah, if they showed that because, no, because like like I, like I don't need another like batman hating on a superhero but batman hates everyone that's Batman's thing. He doesn't hate everyone. Uh, he just he just doesn't work well with others. Yeah, that's why he's beating kids up for dime bags. Well, when oh, did that happen? All the time. That happens all the time in Batman. Bat, uh, Batman's beating up the kids for dime bags. I must have missed that yeah, on the wire. And he goes and breaks their arms. Batman so he's like the Omar of the DC universe. Yeah, Batman. Yes. Batman takes bodies regardless <laughs> of the level of crime. Here, I have I have one thing that's maybe the most unbelievable of this movie. Okay. And it is at the end. If I'm chilling in the lovely winter wonderland, that is that final scene. And Gal Gadot not only like strikes up conversation yeah. with me yeah. and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and compliments my outfit, 
If you yeah. think for a like any <laughs> amount of time that any dude is around, yeah, it's like, like ah, right, peace out, bro. Like, yeah, what? no, dude. No and I, think, I think it would have been way more fitting because, like, the whole thing with like Chris Pine coming back, it doesn't. It like basically retreads the relationship in the first one, but. I feel like there would have been more growth if she was like, all right, he is gone. Like, it is time to... It opens her up for closure, yeah. That was the scene where she has to let him go at the end. No, yeah, I like that. But, like, I'm just like, is she really, like... And listen, if she doesn't want to have a homie, like, have a homeboy, whatever. So what? So be it. But, like, I don't know. I, I was just expecting it to be more of, like, she's now moving past Steve Trevor. But I guess in the later movies, like... She I, never will. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, there's like will. there's like hints that like maybe there might be a thing between like her and Ben Affleck's Batman, but I think that might only be for the uh, the terrible Justice League. Well, don't don't her and Superman like smash in in like other iterations. So in the uh, they just finished up the current run of the DC animated movies, and in a few of those they were in a relationship, but they end up separating. Um. Vo- oh, by the way, she's voiced in, by Rosario Dawson in those movies. Highly recommend. She's actually a pretty decent Wonder Woman voice. I've seen. Ba- is this like the Battle for Atlantis type? Yeah. Like, so that that line of yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah. I've seen like the first two. I think. Yeah, they're all like really hit or miss. Uh, there's only like maybe a small handful that I really enjoy that I would go back to rewatch. Is Apocalypse the last one? Apocalypse War. Yeah, I actually own the steel book of that, and it's I heard it's on, hands down one of the craziest DC movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I heard it's very good. I'd like to watch. Like name, like name your favorite character from your childhood. Chances are they get murked in that movie, <laughs> in like the most brutal way possible. Too. I'll say this, unrelated. Did not like having to see Jeff Johns' name all over this movie. Too. Well, now he's gone. I don't think he's doing the movies Good. anymore. Why do people not like him? I'm Because he's a like, scumbag. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, I think he's one of the big, pro- so it, it keeps like changing the different times I read this. Apparently he and Joss Whedon are like the big reasons why Justice League was so bad. Jeff Johns is also a big reason why Suicide Squad was so bad. And no, Josh, it's not because David Ayer is a terrible director. It's because <laughs> Jeff Johns literally went in it's because at the same time the Marvel movies are coming out, they're like more like bright and like family, relatively family oriented. Jo- Jeff Johns went in and basically told them, you can't do all the bad stuff with the Joker and Harley Quinn. You can't have all this like deep, dark, depressing stuff like the Comic-Con trailer showed. Like you have to change it a little bit. That's also probably where they came up with like, like the friggin' Eminem song where they're all suiting up at the airport and round the outside, round the outside while like <laughs> Captain Boomerang's like sharpening his like boomerangs and playing with his pink unicorn. It's it's just so it's just so out of left field. It's like just what DC needs to do or what Warner Brothers really needs to do, and I've said this for years, keep your hands off the movies and let the directors direct them. I feel yeah, that's the thing. I feel like like DC is constantly hiring it's crazy very talented people. But then they don't let them do anything, and it, it kind of just, like, they putter out. Like, DC, I mean, uh, Warner Bros., like, and I feel like when they do let their filmmakers obviously have a voice, it, it works greatly. And, and I don't know. It's anymore. also, like, like the audiences, the, I don't think the audiences, and I'm not calling the people who watch these movies dumb, but, like, movies like Batman versus Superman, when you watch the three-hour edition, it's a lot more layered and complex than people gave credit for because they mostly saw the theatrical one, which sucks. 
And it's like, I don't know about that. I saw both versions of Batman versus Superman. I actually yeah, like the theatrical yeah, cut more. All right. So first of all, you're insane. Uh, but we'll, insane. we'll go past yeah. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen like, the ultimate, but I enjoyed the theatrical. Yeah, it's, and I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Like, I don't think Jesse Eisenberg was a bad Lex Luthor. I, I like. I just don't think people got his performance, like what he was trying to do with the character. Because he doesn't always have to be a giant, muscular, bald guy. Kevin Spacey. No, I thought or, that was yeah, fine. Or, yeah, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Gene Hackman, bro. That's my Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman's in Super... Oh, he's in, like, the old ones. Right? Yeah, he's in the Christopher ones, yeah. yeah. And then I'm... Michael... Ro- like, I like Michael Rosenbaum when he did it for Smallville. Yo, I saw a scene from Smallville today. I've never seen that show. But I saw a clip of Smallville today on TikTok of, like... There's, like, a substitute teacher. And, like, the the... Like the AC's off, and it's like, like literally, Clark is having like sex dreams about her. <laughs> She's like sweating, and like it cuts down to her like bra. And I was like, "What is this show?" Like, I just didn't know if that Clark was real. Pulling to Stacy's mom with his teacher. And Alex he, is so here for horny Superman. And he li- well, I like Superman a lot, and uh, not as much as you like being horny. That's nice. Um, is and correct me if I'm wrong. Je, like I've seen a lot of people. I haven't read many DC comics, but uh, a lot of people say like Jeff Johns. He like was in charge of DC comics, right? So I don't think he's a bad comic book writer, but I don't think he's like good for the movies because he's also not a good dude. He threatened Ray yeah. Fisher's career. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, uh, which is also up. like I think he was part of the process. He might have been part of the process where they hired Joss Whedon. Which was another dumb decision because trying to – Joss Whedon is a good director. Like I like a couple of the Avengers movies he did. But trying to do that style in the DC universe was never going to work from the jump. Like you can't make DC movies like bright and family-oriented like that. Exactly, it's, but that's why work. I didn't like this movie because I don't care about that shit. Marvel's doing it better, so I don't care for DC. Well, I think if they are going to show me like a also, great like, – I think – I'm sorry, Josh. I think people are also like – I think people are overly saturated with how good some of the Marvel movies have been. Like, a lot of those movies, to me, are, like, mediocre. I would say, like, there's, like, three bad Marvel movies. Like, seven to eight mediocre. Maybe, like, even, like, ten mediocre. And then, like, the rest are really good to excellent. Like, some of them are just, like, mid. Oh, trust me. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> Alex, the king of mid. And like, I've told Josh this many, many times, like if, and I'm going to use this platform, hashtag release the air cut. If they ever release the director's cut of suicide squad, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like this was supposed to be a much darker movie, but they tried to make it bright and family friendly and pop oriented and all that. And it just doesn't work. Like you can't tone down the Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship because that's not like the Joker's not a lovesick puppy dog chasing her all over town. Like, that's just not what he does. Mr. J. Yeah, they put in, and, uh, like, also, Josh, Josh has been on the yeah. show before maintaining my stance on Jared Leto. I think he's a great Joker. Could have been a great Joker if the studio didn't cut him out of the movie. So, maybe yeah. one day. Maybe one day. Oh, well, that day is we will not have today. that day because he's coming back in March for the Snyder Cut. I am excited for that. Him like and Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. I don't know. There's some good things to look forward to in the DC universe, but with each movie that comes out that I'm just not into, like this one, I'm just like, ugh, okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely more in the veins of like the newer movies like Shazam, Aquaman, but 
I tend to prefer those. Like, again, this is definitely not one of the best DC movies I've seen. It's a lot of fun, but I would still take Aquaman over this personally. Yeah, Me too. Definitely. Did you uh, like this but one? not Shazam? Did you Shazam like... was fucking trash. Did you like this more than the first one? Um, I think you did, Marco. You put it ahead of it in yeah, your rankings. Yeah, I put it ahead just because I think I had a little more like fun with this movie than the first one. I think they're both really good movies, but it's kind of hard to compare them since they're both completely different from each other. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, the first one's like it's definitely more oriented towards like World War One and like the action stuff, and this one's more like. It's more about just Diana Prince and her, like, she's kind of like Sherlock Holmes in this movie, like, solving the mystery, like, piece by piece. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it, like, a little bit more than the original, but I still like both, like, combined, if that makes sense. Yeah. Also, like, a thing, like, I had thought about earlier, I kind of compared Kristen Wiig as Cheetah to Black Manta and Aquaman, where they're yeah. not the main villains, but I think... With his limited screen time, I think Black Manta did a bit more with his character than they did with the actual Cheetah character in this Shout movie. Yaya. But yeah, like, Yaya is the man. Like, Shout I can't out Yaya to... taking over DC. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in the third Aquaman movie. I think he's going to kill it. And also, have you noticed like, a lot of these... What about the DC... second Aquaman? What'd you say? What about oh, the second oh, Aquaman? My, my bad, the second. Well, I can look ahead. I'm looking ahead, man. <laughs> okay. Give me Aquaman oh. 6. I don't care. Just keep cranking them out. They they said I saw today that Patty Jenkins she didn't say she said like she doesn't know if she would direct them all, but like she had a plan for three more. Like this was the start of another three uh Wonder Woman movies, I believe. Yeah, I think in this now movie that... was the start of another three. Yeah. Then what the fuck is the point of the first one? Well, if you think about it, Jeff Johns is not gonna be part of the movies anymore, and I think maybe because I feel like the Snyder Cut, even if the movie is not, like, amazing, it's going to generate a lot of attention that people will watch it. And I think they'll try to, like, maybe phase Zack Snyder back in because he's the one that was supposed to, like, figure, like spearhead this whole thing. Yeah. Before he had to leave because of the tragic, con like, situation with his daughter. But, um, mm -hmm. like, I think if he has a hand, and he's also had a hand in making a couple of these other movies, if he, like, helps out with this, with this new set of movies, I think the future's looking pretty good. I'm yeah, gonna, I, mean, I, I think post Snyder cut, we'll, we'll get like a very a better understanding of like what DC is going. Yeah. For. The, the also, th the thing I also thought about the other day, um, I think the Snyder cut is in a weird situation where I feel like a lot of people are going to go into it already planning to hate it. Agreed. Like Josh. And it's going <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, not really. I really did want to like this movie. I don't I'm telling you, if you send me bad Snyder Cut reviews, I will ruin Dune for you when it comes out. That is a promise. Yo, Josh, okay. you literally texted me today. Do I have to watch this movie? Because you, you, know I watch mood. you knew I wasn't in the mood to watch the movie. Why are we getting into this now? Come on. So how, how are you going to do me dirty like that? How are you going to have me on the show if you're not planning on watching the movie? Who am I just going to Me and I wasn't going to watch it. Wikipedia at all. Oh my god! Fun fact: When Paranormal Activity three came out, it was completely sidetrack. Um, I saw it with like a couple of my friends, and one of them got mad scared in the middle of it, yeah. and then proceeded to take out her phone and read the movie 
as it was happening. So she would I've seen that. Marco, were you there when me we were all at Turk's house and we watched Ready or Not? Ready or not. I don't think so. We went to sushi and then we went to ready watch Ready or Not at Turk's house and Aaron and Alana, I was like, just watch the movie. They're like, we don't like scary movies. I'm like, it's not that bad. And within the first two minutes of the movie, they looked up the entire movie online. And I was like, why did you do that? Like, why well, did you did just they, leave? Did they spoil did, it for you? Oh, no, I had seen it already. Well, Josh, uh, okay. why did you do that for Wonder Woman? <laughs> the true shelf. Alex, free, it's man. the subtle art of not giving a fuck, man. I'm just, I'm over and you. Also, I'm also, over I, also, I do agree. I like Gal Gadot. She's not great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yes. I, I, like, I don't Couldn't know. Couldn't find a Macedonian woman? Get over yourself. Oh, well, Come on. You're going to dive into the Cleopatra spiel? She shouldn't be Cleopatra? I think I I'm not going to get the whole thing. I, I think I am more inclined to watch the first movie more. But mm-hmm. the next Wonder Woman goes all in on that mall sequence. I'm here for it. Which yeah. it won't. It'll probably be set in present time and they'll change up the tone a bunch more. Yeah, and, I, don't think so. uh, I think all the Wonder Woman movies won't be in present. Time. Well, I feel like one of them eventually has to be. And maybe eventually, but like I don't think the next one will. Uh, what, you think it'll be in the '90s? Like, what are you? What are you thinking? No. Nah, so the first one was World War One. This one was the '80s. I could see this one being like the early 2000s, maybe like the height of the internet, maybe. Wonder Woman stops. Nine eleven. <clears throat> Diana oh, Prince starts yeah. OnlyFans. Oh, hold on now. Only Amazon. <laughs> Whoa, now. Got a little too much dip on your chip. All right, Alex. That's enough out of you. All right, guys. Yeah, I'll I think that you've boy. gotten a pretty good sense of what we thought of this movie here. Um, the time honestly flew by, and I didn't realize we were nearing an hour here. But, um, Marco, I just want to thank you for coming on and talking about this with us. Because, like I said, you definitely know more about the DC universe than we do, and you're clearly more into it than i am and so uh, it's a welcome perspective and i can i speak for alex as head producer here but uh we look forward to having you back for the snyder cut yeah man i had a great time talking with you guys it's always fun cutting up movies um especially in this format uh again yeah yeah, had a great time chatting with you guys always happy to come on to talk some more dc and maybe get you to put down the haterade a little bit Uh, we'll see we'll see at me all right marco tell the people where they can find you plug your twitter all that good stuff all right so yeah uh you guys can i'll start off with my letterbox because i've been getting into that recently thank you josh yeah 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 uh yeah you can find me on letterbox at a marco 52 um been doing a lot more reviews lately uh did two for mank and sound of metal by the way shout out riz ahmed for being in a good movie um, <laughs> um, we will not be accepting any so Nightcrawler let, so let or me, Rogue One slander right, so first on this all, podcast. Seen, so first of all, I've only seen him in Rogue One and Venom, and I did not like him in Venom, but I like him Venom. in Rogue One. Venom, 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 Venom. I'm and wearing also, Venom. Also, Alex, I think you de- you defended this the other day. I think Tom Hardy was good in Venom, but Josh, again, he's just yeah. to put down the Haterade. Yo, Josh doesn't like any movie. It's crazy because like he hates all superhero movies, and then he hates. I literally do not. I literally do not. He hates all. Star Wars, but he's like, "Yo, Rogue One is fire." Which mad Star I, Wars people, <laughs> well, not Star Wars, but like other people will be like, "Yo, Rogue One's ass." So make up your mind. See, Alex, I think my average score for the new trilogy is probably a four. Well, I'll the clarify. I like The Force Awakens, but I don't like the rest of them except for Rogue One. I liked all of them. And I like one was great. And Riz Ahmed's a great actor. Watch Nightcrawler. 
So, so again, that's my list. I, I've only seen him in uh, Rogue One and Venom, and he wasn't a good villain in Venom. Venom. But he was really good, really good in Sound of Metal. I am wearing Listen. Venom. Venom sucks, but Sound of Metal is great. And uh, we didn't have a ton of time to talk about it today. But if you want to hear my thoughts on Sound of Metal, you can go check out uh, the article I wrote. It's on WTRpod.com out now. Well, they would read and, it and uh, not hear them. Fuck you. Also, let me uh, let me just – I forgot oh, to throw You can also find me on Twitter at amarkwitz52. Sometimes I'll put some movie stuff on there. Sometimes I'll uh, like some of the stuff Josh puts up and Alex. Also, for anyone listening – if you don't listen to this podcast and you just happen to tune in now, check these guys out because they actually do a great job of what they're Ooh. doing. I like I've been wait like looking and like praying to find like a decent movie web like podcast to listen to, and these guys like cut it up like normal guys. So yeah. go ahead and give them a listen. You know what I'm saying? Marco yes. approved. Yes. All right, Alex. Where can they find you? You can find me on the TV granting people's wishes. <laughs> I wish you would stop being a fucking weirdo and just tell them where to find you. You can find me on Instagram at AlexPaps1, on Twitter at SamuraiPaps, on Letterboxd at AGPerson. And you can find the podcast at wow. WTRPod on Instagram, on Twitter, um, everywhere. Um, go check out WTRPod.com. We got the articles. Sorry, Alex. I had to fuck you up. You fucked me up at the <laughs> intro, so I'm stealing your shit now. Um, WTRpod.com, guys. That's where you're getting all the best articles. You'll see some from Marco. You'll see some from uh, up me. But mostly you'll see them from Alex because he is lovely and an amazing writer. Um, we didn't get to talk about Soul today, but if you were interested in hearing Alex's thoughts on that movie, um, you can't wait for our mini episode. Go check them out now. They're out. He watched the movie, texted me. He was crying, and then texted me. Like 20 minutes later, he's like, I wrote a thousand words. So <laughs> clearly he had some thoughts on this and you're going to die. He didn't say shut up because he didn't speak to me once in the past week. Like I told you guys. Um, <laughs> also, I've posted approximately 1 million TikToks. Um, and you should. Yes, he he's gotten good at it. He knows how to do transitions now. So check it out, people. Um, you can find me at Josh Lempert, J-O-S-H-L-E-M-P-E-R-T, on Letterboxd, Instagram, Twitter, just about everywhere else. And uh, like Marco said, we're we're normal guys. We're chopping it up. We're trying to bring you guys digestible and relatable movie content, right? We're not trying to come out here and preach to you guys about what the hottest new art house cinema is, even though we will be talking about stuff like that. Yeah, we're trying to show you guys that movies are for everyone and trying to bring you the best and latest stuff. So check us out if you haven't. So this Josh, is your first can, time. I, can I interject with one last thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we talked about Wonder Woman 1984 today, I'm going to end my part like this. Life is good. But it could be better by listening to WTR Pod. Ah, you heard it here first, people. Thank you for listening and happy holidays. All right. Thanks, boys.